become comfortable being uncomfortable. Hey guys, how's it going? It's your girl Hannah from your favorite weekly podcast, Refreshingly Idiotic. On a very off-topic note, for the past, I want to say half an hour, I've been like totally obsessing over the idea of exit signs. Okay, so I know that usually exit signs are like, they have the red exit and then it's a white background and they're on the ceiling, okay? Yeah, but a lot of new ones have been coming out and they're clear, but they say exit on both sides and you don't, and they're, it's not like one is the right way and then one is backwards, they're both like the right way and you don't see on the other side. And so that's been stressing me out and I've kind of been texting everybody about it. So if you do know why, then please let me know because it's probably going to be eating me up because every time I Google something, I don't understand it. I don't know how because I usually end up focusing on it. And that's literally all I can think about. And ironically, today's episode is all about OCD. <laughs> Roll the intro music. trying really hard not to focus on the exit sign thing it will i will get the answer when i get the answer anyways um the question for this week's episode is what your favorite self-care act is mine would definitely have to be skincare i'm obsessed with skincare my actual job is at a skincare store i have been obsessed with skincare for i want to say four years maybe a little bit less than that but I was a total noob before and I didn't know anything and I was just doing stuff that literally caused me to become acne prone. And now I'm doing pretty good. My skin is glowing. Okay, maybe it's not perfect yet, but it's still doing pretty good and that's something I'm super proud of. I think it just centers me in the right way. I do a morning and night skincare routine and contrary to what other people do, I do two different routines. So... One thing, I do a lot of hydration at night, so in the mornings I don't wash my face because I don't want to be pulling out that hydration. It's a nice soft base for if I decide to do makeup that day. Anyways, yeah, so my morning routine is focused on brightening my skin and any acne or my T-zone, which gets really oily. And then my night routine is basically just to get rid of any acne and then detoxifying my skin and then hydrating it way way too much if i if i don't look completely oily by the time i'm getting ready to go to bed then i've done my skincare wrong i think it's just a time again like i just said to center myself so in the morning i'm thinking about what i need to do during the day well like i'm i'm taking care of myself and then at night i'm just winding down thinking about what happened throughout the day and just clear my mind enough so that i can go write in my journal and then i can fall asleep let me know what yours is leave a voice message tell me what your favorite self-care act is it could be anything towards like reading a book going out sitting in silence maybe meditation it could be anything i won't judge let me know let's get into ocd totally just like ignoring all of the ocd i've been feeling out throughout the day which by the way it's also an extension of anxiety like last week's episode which is why you'll see similarities overlap in my personality because i have one type of anxiety but definitely like i overlap into ocd sometimes anyways so i'll talk about what ocd is the cycle of it the breakdown signs and symptoms and the different types and then how you can cope with anxiety and any other treatments. So these would be little compulsions. In this day and age, it could also be hand washing for people who are germophobic. 
OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. When I looked for the definition on Google, I couldn't really find a straightforward answer. So it was more like, oh, this is what you think OCD is? Well, you're wrong. It's not that. And then it would go on to this whole list of articles of what it is and other things like that. It didn't make total sense. So the definition I feel like that I came up with doesn't also make that much sense. So I'll give you a breakdown and then give you my definition and hopefully it'll be a little bit better. So obsessions are when you don't mean to think about something but it comes to your mind anyways. It's where your mind drifts when you're not trying to specifically think about something. Or when you're just like daydreaming in a sense. And then compulsions are little things that you feel like you have to consistently be doing. Even like over and over again for absolutely no reason. Like if you listen to the anxiety episode, then I talk about how I'm often like tapping my foot on the ground or I'm tapping my fingers on the desk or I'm playing with some sort of clay. And so they are constantly washing their hands even if they didn't really touch anything and they don't have to worry about anything. They'll still constantly be doing it. So my definition ends up being an extension of anxiety where you feel like you have a strong need to do something over and over again to calm yourself down. Also through my research, I kind of created a cycle which isn't necessarily mine, so don't source me, credit me on this because it's a mixture of a bunch of different sites and the cycles I saw through there. But I kind of divided it into three, four-ish steps i kind of want to put three and four together but i'm not 100 percent on it so the first one is obsessive thought you're constantly thinking about doing something but you you in the back of your mind you know you don't need to do it or you shouldn't have to so my example for this cycle is itching a bug bite which is something that everybody can relate to especially if you live in somewhere warm in the in the summer so your obsessive thought your bug bite is starting to feel itchy you want to itch it but you know you shouldn't then comes step two where you have anxiety where you're kind of tensing up you're getting worried like you really 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 want to itch that bug bite and then step three is the compulsive behavior so you actually end up itching the itch and then step four is temporary relief so now you feel better like yes you itched you itched your bug bite but you know in the back of your mind that when you start itching yourself, you're going to get more and more itchy, so it's just temporary. Next in my research is signs and symptoms. This one, I feel like a lot of people think that they already completely have figured out, like, oh, you're a perfectionist, you have OCD, like, you must, which is not 100% true, so just keep listening. So the first one is constant fear. It can be constant fear of germs or losing control, maybe losing something even if you don't necessarily need it. The next one is excessive focus on ideas or thoughts. So like the bug bite example, or no, even better, the example that I was talking about in the very beginning of the episode, even though it was just what was on my mind, the exit sign, the clear exit sign issue. So just excessively focusing on that for half an hour. That wasn't me. No, I did not do that. And then needing everything to fit perfectly and work. Everything has, you have to be able to connect all of the dots all of the time. You can't just leave things unsolved. This makes people with OCD naturally pretty good at solving puzzles. Another thing is being superstitious. So there is like Friday the 13th, looking at black cats, walking under ladders, things like that. I've also heard a couple superstitions about 
through my boss actually about not keeping your purse on the floor because it can cause you to lose money. I don't know the full story behind that one, but it sounds pretty interesting and it ended up keeping me from my purse on the floor when I go to work. And now even at home, I used to keep it on the floor at home too, but now I moved it on top of my bookshelf. And hopefully I'm not losing any money. I mean, it's not bad to be superstitious, but it's just something to keep in mind. Another thing is double checking like doors, locks, switches, and on people. So you want to make sure that your window is closed, your door is locked before you go to bed, and you want to make sure that your loved ones are safe. This one, There's also so many other ones like your car door being locked, whether or not you did something for somebody, there's like obsessive double checking for those things. And then there's like things that I was mentioning earlier like tapping or counting, things to cope with anxiety, which is something that I do a lot. Then there's hoarding junk. I put that in air quotes, by the way. And we're keeping keepsakes because some people will keep stuff that they made in kindergarten up until they're done university or college. And they won't have any use for it. They won't even look at it, but they'll just be thinking like, I can't let this go because there was something about it. Even if they can't actually remember the memory anymore. And the last thing I feel like is the one that a lot of people also know about is arranging things. This is where the myth about the perfectionist comes along. Oh, in a couple a couple episodes ago for my anxiety episode, I mentioned how I was telling my teacher about the colored pen that he was using and how it was the wrong color than the one he was saying versus the one he was actually using. That one's a pretty good example of being a perfectionist. And then arranging things. I have this consistent need of putting things in rainbow order or at least like lightest to darkest for example or also i have polaroids stuck on my wall and right now it's in a rectangle shape but if one of them looks slightly tilted or a little bit higher than the rest of the row i'll di- i'll go back and i'll take it all down and i'll redo it that leads me into the different types of ocd so there's so many different types if you want you can google them but i narrowed it down to the top five that i think summarize the whole entire disorder first one is checking there is symmetry slash orderliness intrusive thoughts hoarding and contamination so let's get started with symmetry and orderliness because i think that that one's the most popular one when we think of a person with ocd so symmetry and orderliness in ocd this one is the one that people mostly think about when they're thinking ocd especially if they're not totally educated on it so this one is the need to be neat and perfect everything should be in its own position or category not necessarily but kind of you can put everything into its own box and there's no imperfections these are the people that will over obsess if things aren't put back in the right spot they're usually the ones who order the books on their shelves or they're ordering things in their closets so like rainbow all the blues all the greens together which is something i kind of do on a minorist level but i don't really care if it gets too messy Again, pens in the rainbow order, and then lines on a piece of paper, they have to be, like, let's say, a centimeter apart each, otherwise it'll just look wacky if they're not. So these are also the people that, on a beauty level, might be over-obsessing, like, oh no, there's a wrinkle in my dress, oh no, my eye bags look darker than normal, oh no, I have a blemish here or there. The next one is checking, which is also another one that I feel like a lot of people know about. And so the constant need to check on things, to, and in your head it's to prevent disaster. 
every time you go you have to check the stove the microwave the toaster even if you didn't use them you just have to keep checking them because like what if it turned on by itself and your house goes on fire which is not even a good thing to like mention so please forgive me for that but yeah and so you're and then you're probably thinking about past events you're checking on the fact that like oh maybe you had an argument two days ago and you just want to still make sure that you're still in the right with that argument Another one could be like checking fire alarms, water taps, cars, and candles. And then constantly checking and editing things like emails, text messages, in fear of getting disapproved. So like also tests in school, so you're checking it until the last second so that you make sure that you're not doing anything wrong or get a bad mark. The third type of OCD is contamination. So this one, I'm going to momentarily forget about the global pandemic so that we can talk two, three years ago when this one wasn't seen in literally everybody. So contamination is the excessive worrying about getting any germs or in you're constantly in fear of getting a disease or of like touching anything else that anybody else had. Shaking somebody's hands or touching door, door handles you didn't clean yourself. Maybe you're like super duper on top of washing your hands. And which is a really good skill to have right now because we all should be washing our hands, by the way. And it can even be something like obsessively brushing your teeth, like over, over brushing. You should be brushing your teeth two times a day. Some people do it three and sometimes people do it for even longer than the recommended two minutes, which can actually ruin your teeth. So don't brush for longer thinking it'll help you. The fourth type is hoarding, which is something I'm slightly guilty of, and I'm just starting to get rid of all my things. But the idea that you're keeping everything, even though you don't still need it. So I used to keep all of my art stuff, and still to this day, I'm so terrible. Like, I don't need my art stuff, and I have pictures of it, like my school art stuff. But I'll be like, oh no, I'll need this for a portfolio later, but even though, like, the... The voice in the back of my head is screaming, you will never, ever, ever need this. Just throw it up. But there's just something inside of me that wants to keep it, so I do. Other things like this could be clothes that don't fit, which I am guilty of. I have dresses that I ha I've had since I was five, so it's been over a decade now. And I don't want to throw them out because they have some really nice memories attached to them. And also, I have my mom's stuffy bear both of those dresses fit perfectly onto the bear so when kids come over to, that i'm babysitting i can just throw their dress onto the bear and then it'll be a girly bear so that they can have fun and play the last main type of ocd is intrusive thoughts so this is one that's usually diagnosed when it's paired with some other type of ocd but it doesn't necessarily have to this is when People are thinking about things that they don't necessarily want to. When you are when you stop thinking about what you know you have to be thinking about and where your mind wanders. For example, when I'm in math class and my, my teacher is trying to teach me. Or this was last year actually because I haven't had math since last year. I'm finally done with math and that's just a whole other thing I have to still celebrate. Anyways, yeah, so where your mind goes when you're daydreaming, if it's like obsessively thinking about that one thing. For example, obsessively thinking about that exit sign. Oh my god, I really need to get that figured out. Anyways, yeah, that on a much larger everyday scale. The last segment is how to help yourself and another person with OCD and treatments. So the first 
thing that I have on my list here. I've actually took this list from a website. I've reworded it and I've changed a couple things, cut out a couple things, but it's basically the same thing. So if you do want to read a little bit more, in it'll be all in the description box below. So go check that out. Anyways, yeah, so the first one is identify your triggers. So you want to make sure that you're not necessarily avoiding them, but you're wary of the things that will trigger you into getting your OCD symptoms. On the contrary, the next thing that I would suggest you do, or that the website suggests you do, is slow down and start to resist your compulsions. So you don't have to be in control. You know you don't have to be in control, so you can start to slow down and relax. Because you don't want to purposely do something, especially if you know you're not okay with it. The next one is face your fears. Again, contrary to the first one, where you want to slowly understand why you're having these OCD triggers with that specific thing. So maybe you want to think about it and be like, oh, okay, this is what I have to do. And just slowly expose yourself to it. The next thing is challenge the thought. So if you're thinking about, let's just bring back the bug bite example. If you're thinking about itching your bug bite, keep in mind that you will be itching it and then it'll get itchier and itchier and it'll just damage your skin. And another thing you can do is write them down, just grab a journal or a piece of paper and be like, this is what's causing my OCD. This is what I want to do about it and stuff like that. Just so it's out of your mind because when it's out of mind, sometimes it's out of sight and sometimes you can forget about it. Another thing you can do is ask for help, which this one is a little bit more difficult because they're just compulsions. You don't really understand that you actually need help, which I totally I totally get it. It's fine. Maybe you just want to talk about a friend of how you're feeling about this certain thing. Another thing is managing stress by putting things in order. The stress is the thing that is triggering your OCD and making you notice that not everything is perfect. So you just want to make a list like, okay, I'm going to fix this and then I'm going to do that and then I'll fix this and then I'll do that and see how that works out for you. Treatments. So like every other mental illness, you're thinking cognitive behavioral therapy, which is also known as talk therapy, which I mentioned in the last episode. But yeah, just go talk to somebody. This would be your regular therapy session. And then another one is exposure response therapy. So you can watch it happen and see that like, oh, okay, it's totally fine if I don't do it. Other people will do it for me. I don't have to be constantly worrying about it. And the last type of therapy for this one is group therapy. So I'm sure people have heard about those AA groups where they come and they're like, they're people that used to deal with alcohol abuse and they're getting better and they're talking about it and they're talking about their sobriety. And there's other ones for like, let's say shoplifting. So this one, you can find one for OCD and talk about your OCD, how you've been dealing with it and how it makes you feel. If you're looking for a media example, a really good one would be Amy Santiago from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She's literally everything I've mentioned in this episode. Totally obsessing over things, making schedules, going crazy, having anxiety attacks. It's like she's basically everything that I've mentioned. So she would be the perfect media example. And that just about wraps up today's episode. We talked about what OCD is, the breakdown, the cycle, and signs and symptoms, different types of OCD, which were checking symmetry and orderliness, intrusive thoughts, hoarding, and contamination. We talked about how you can help yourself and others. That was the same list. 
and any treatments you can do plus that amy santiago media example as always all of my research will be linked in the description below so go check it out if you want and as always leave me a voice message letting me know what the highlight and low light of your week was plus your favorite self-care act don't forget to subscribe share and rate five stars only pretty please with a cherry on top bye guys future hannah here the one who's editing the episode two things i want to mention one the exit sign isn't really showing you the other side it's just showing you the reflection of the ceiling above it and two this is going to be my last episode on the anchor platform so if you do watch there you might want to look me up on my new platform called red circle or you or if you listen on spotify or apple music any other platform nothing should change